It all began with Pelinor's dragon. Sir Pelinor had attained that status so rarely achieved by knights. He'd become an old, old man, and gradually he realized he was unable to care for his dragon. I sat outside the ruined chapel in the farthest corner of Catalonia, wondering what I should do next. It was only a few hours after we had found the grail, but Gawain had already gone, honoring his promise, as he always did, even though it was an unfair bargain crafted by a ruthless fairy. Even as he disappeared through the gate to Mab's country, I was already at loose ends. A cruel jest, that promise, in so many ways. Another gate appeared, and Pelinor stepped through. Crossing the churchyard, he came to me, a bony caricature of the man I remembered, emerging from the mist. "'Galahad, I need your help,' he said with no preamble. "'I think I'm dying, but that's of no concern. What does concern me is Gladysant. Will you care for her?' The old man coughed, a ragged, shuddering sound. He did look to be at death's door, so of course I agreed to care for the beast. Don't look at me that way. You did ask. Pelinor's country was a small wedge that lay near the outer edge of the circle of kingdoms that revolve around fabled Avalon. Those kingdoms are the worlds of the Golden Circle, and in those days, if you knew the keys, you could travel freely between them all. The Fey realm lies at the center of Avalon. In the course of our quest for the Grail, we'd traveled to nearly every land, and so I knew the key to most of them. However, since I'd never had cause to go to Pelinor's land, I didn't know the key to that one. I saddled my horse, Etienne, and Pelinor brought us to his lonely castle. I followed him through his empty keep to a pleasant, if dusty, set of rooms. These are yours. I'm sorry there are no servants. They began leaving some years ago for Britain and Camelot, and I'd just never replaced them. Pale and trembling, the old man was clearly fatigued. I'll just take a nap, if you don't mind. Then I'll fix us some supper. He turned and shuffled to his rooms. I never spoke to him again. He passed away during his nap, and it was left to me to break the news of his death to his dragon. I'm not going to try to explain my relationship with the dragon, Pelinor's questing beast, if you must. Her name was Gladysant. Pelinor brought her to his domain to protect her, and though his people had long since abandoned him, he knew it to be a safe place for her. She was alone in our world, the last of her kind, and was hunted most cruelly. Pelinor himself would have killed her many times over, but once he found her he'd grown to love her, and she was desperately lonely. I understood loneliness, as did poor Pelinor. We were never either of us married, although I suspect my lack of a bride was for a different reason than his. My heart was securely tied up elsewhere. Pelinor's dragon has been described as having the head and neck of a snake, the body of a leopard, the haunches of a lion, and the feet of a heart. Absurd! What would a bard know of a leopard save what he has seen in a book? Gladyson had looked nothing like a leopard save she was golden with darker mottles on her haunches that enabled her to remain hidden in the shrubs when she was hunting. Her feet were three-toed, and she possessed a graceful long neck and an equally long and exquisite tail. She was covered in the most beautiful scales, glimmering with their own golden light, and lovelier than the clearest gems ever dug from the ground. I've collected them as they fell from her during her molt, but once away from her living body they were only scales, 
hard as armor and just as mundane. Neither was Gladyson at all snake-like in appearance. She was lithe, flowing, elegant, and her golden eyes were filled with something more than mere intelligence, more than humanity. Gladyson spoke to me in my mind, and loved me with all her heart, though she missed Pelinor's companionship desperately. She had an immortal soul, and was more deserving of God's grace than were those who would have murdered her out of hand.